0: Well, the story about Michigan and the sign stealing and Connor Stallions, who now has a career only probably in the porn field, (laughs) uh, is getting weirder and weirder uh, because there are some new wrinkles to it now. Larry Lage from the Associated Press, who works Mm -hmm. out of Ann Arbor area, an excellent, excellent reporter has some new developments on this that he first broke and now have gone national. He's on the line with us right now. Hi, Larry. Hi, Mitch. So apparently this sign-stealing and even sign-sharing of sign-stealing is not limited to Michigan, according to what you're finding out?
1: Yeah, I I spoke to a uh, former sign-stealer in the Big Ten who said a handful of schools helped him create a spreadsheet of Michigan signs and corresponding plays. He shared those with his friends in the Michigan staff after his team played Michigan last year to help them in their future games to kind of say, hey, this is what we got off your signs. Uh, You may want to change some things up. And then he reconnected with the staff last week to share screenshots of text messages between him and a handful of uh, staffers who had similar roles at Big Ten schools Um, to give Michigan ammo in its fight for Jim Harbaugh and this staff and this team and this program in its fight with the Big Ten, which potentially could discipline Michigan at any time with their first-year commissioner, Tony Petitti. Um, And what is also needs to be pointed out, as I pointed out in my story, is that the sign-stealer said what Connor Stallions is alleged to have done which is go to other games that Michigan was not in, but scouting future opponents in person, shooting video, uh, having a small network of people doing similar things for him. The science dealer I spoke to said he's never heard of that. That crosses the line. And yet he thinks all these conference coaches who are screaming for Tony Petiti to uh, suspend Jim Harbaugh are hypocritical. And he thinks that Michigan has been done wrong by the media and its coverage over the last two plus weeks. So that's why he gave up the goods last week, and that's why he was willing to speak to me off the record earlier this week.
0: So I'm not going to ask you to reveal your source, obviously. But he was someone who also worked at a Big Ten football program himself, and, and yeah, it was yeah, him, and, and he yeah. was assigned to to steal signs.
1: Yeah, that was and obviously
0: league. not not Michigan. Uh, I mean he he tried he doesn't, to but no even, but he doesn't work he doesn't work for correct. Michigan. Yeah. Correct. Okay. correct. So another no. Big Ten school. So correct. do you think that this development uh will have any effect on what the Big Ten chooses to do, let alone the NCAA uh against Michigan currently?
1: It's a great question. Um my question for the Big Ten on the day that I wrote my story was is it against the conference's sportsmanship policy if Team A helps Team B steal or scout Team C's signs? And I did not get a response. Did the source at any time, Larry, share with you how the aforementioned signs were procured? Because we are all well-versed in how you can go about getting <clears throat> an opposition sign. Yeah, he said they would do it in person, and they would do it sometimes if there was TV copy that showed the play and the signs. That's all legal, um, though, right? And, yes. Um, or, you know, within the framework of the rule, what, what's not legal is to do in-person scouting of future opponents and to right. videotape them yourself. Um, That's what he says. Which, which by Um,
0: the way, let's just stop for a second and begs a question. Why, if a a conference is fully fine with you stealing signs during the course of a game, are they so vigilantly against it in advance?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Years ago, it became against the rules to scout future opponents in person. So And that was, I believe, a cost-saving um, measure or some kind of uh, balancing act to uh, not have the haves have a huge advantage over the have-nots. Um, you know, Mitch, when we go to um, uh, any pro game, there are scouts of other teams
0: Absolutely. at the games.
1: I mean, you can look on the press box um, list of, of who's there, and it lists the teams. In fact... You know, at Michigan and Michigan State, there's NFL teams there watching. Of course, they're not watching in a scouting way to try to beat Michigan or whatnot. But um, you know, that might change. Um, how about using the technology that seems to be readily available that would allow coaches to communicate with players, you know, through their helmets? Um, that would also right. uh, yes. cut this out of the the conversation. I, I but, just,
0: I'm just the reason I pointed out is because. Like everything else, we Americans, we just get on high horses about cheater, cheater, you know, and we don't often ask the question about, well, all right, well, let's let's examine this whole thing. The cheating. Yeah, I saw it with steroids. I saw it with with money. I saw it with a lot of other things that people can become very hypocritical about. And so I'm trying I always try to examine the thing. OK, let's ignore the screaming. And let's just look at what's going on. So it is okay to steal a team's signs. If I'm going to make this very simple for people. If someone holds a fist up, and that fist means we're going to run the ball, and the opposing team figures out that every fist means that the team is going to run the ball, then they tell their defense, hey, when they put the fist up, it's going to be a run. The guy in the booth shouts down, run, run, run. It's going to be a run, run, run. The defense sets for a run, and they're much more successful. Uh, defensing a play if they know what it's going to be, because there's two different defenses for pass and for run. And then there's a lot of subtleties in between. Okay. That's the advantage that you gain. So if they say that it's okay to do that during the course of the game, if somehow you can figure it out, but Mm -hmm. it's not okay to do it a week in advance, you're sort of saying, you know, you're starting to split hairs here. If the act of stealing signs is terrible, then it ought to be prohibited, no matter what. If it's only terrible if you do it in advance, then I have to ask, well, why? What what is it? So what? What's outside of maybe like you said, some some schools can't afford to send a guy to games in advance. Come on, they're all the Big yeah. Ten. If they all wanted to do what Connor Stallion did, they all could. Uh, in baseball, as we know, and in other sports. They, they just change the signs from game to game because they know that the teams watch the game the day, night before. So, you know, two fingers is for a strike. Now it's for a curveball. Now it's for something else. And they don't like when you steal signs during the course of a game and send signals to, to people. But it's okay if you probably filmed it the day before because it's meaningless by the next day because they've already changed the signs. My question would be, Larry, why don't they just – why don't teams just change their signs week to week? So there is no advantage if somebody goes and scouts you ahead of time.
1: I think the answer is, and I got this from a science stealer, he said it's really hard to have your players know all the things that they need to know and to keep changing them. And he also said it's really hard for even science stealing to be an advantage because, A, the science stealer needs to correctly identify what's coming, communicate that to the coach, who then communicates it to the players, you know, and this right. is with a play clock. And, right? yeah, and you, yeah. And you don't have a whole lot of time so, between so I, plays. I, so I think the, the potential competitive advantage is probably overblown. And I think it's safe to say that Michigan's soft schedule, um, you know, they would have won these games whether, I mean, if the other teams knew what Michigan was playing, Michigan would have won these first nine games. Yeah. So, you know, to suggest that the sign stealing um, has propped Michigan up to be nine and zero and number two in the AP poll, um, I think is a little far fetched. But
0: no, but it, it is, and I agree with you. But you, there is no denying now because once people get on a on a horse, they ride. That right. there is a big anti-Michigan sentiment going on. You sir, you heard Paul Feinbaum. Who seems to be a guy who as he gets older just tries to just tries to make bigger and keep bigger controversial headlines. Right. You know, that maybe he's afraid of losing his job if he doesn't because he's getting older. I have no idea, but but I don't think the whole world is gonna turn its nose in disgust, but I do think the more people like a high profile ESPN commentator keep saying stuff like that, then
1: well, it right. gets and everybody that-
0: revved up to, to feel that way.
1: And on that same network Stephen A. Smith has been screaming that Jim Harbaugh should be suspended uh, immediately. And on that same network, Desmond Howard is upset enough that he sent a statement to the Associated Press for us to publish. And we published it yesterday. Um, and, saying what? You know, he's saying basically this whole thing has been one-sided against Michigan and the SEC would have never allowed this to happen the way the Big Ten is happening yeah. Um uh, is what does well sense. that's
0: interesting is there is, he's saying that there's a lot of Michigan envy within the or, or, or Jim Harbaugh dislike within yeah. the big ten yeah. that's making and, this and, happen and, and
1: you know I think one of the things that um, gave my story some legs it was the first story kind of from the other side from another uh, yeah. vantage point from a different context correct because for two plus weeks Michigan has been taking a daily grip of hits. Um, And there really hasn't been anything that kind of went against that grain. And I think that's why the story resonated so much, and I'm on WJR talking about it. And you know, just to take you behind the curtain a little bit for the Associated Press, that story on that day was our number one story of any kind. It doubled number two, Mm. which was on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, (laughs) and tripled the number three story, which was about former President Trump. You know how hard it would be for any story to beat those other two stories? Well, this one did it. Well, you know, quickly here, uh, the ruling question goes back to 1994. There was absolutely no technology available at that particular time. Nobody had smartphones or anything like that. So let's talk about technology, and and, and maybe we hit the nail on the head, Larry. Why doesn't the NCAA make it permissible just to put uh, communication helmets on the field? That way you don't got to hold up big posters of that Asner or, uh, you know, something <laughs> stupid like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean what is that the coming, and play? It might, it, it, You know, and it may be another um, initiative that uh, Harbaugh had something to do with, like uh, his proposal or his uh, stance that, that student-athletes should be able to transfer without penalty. Coaches can do it. Why can't they? And lo and behold, that happened. The other one that he has been... Um, fighting for and might be working against them. If you believe in conspiracy theories, you know, Jim Harbaugh is saying like players should have a revenue share of this. And I'm sure the NCAA doesn't like that idea. Uh, I'm not suggesting they're out to get him. I could just tell you, they probably don't like the idea of a coach with the name and stature of Jim Harbaugh yeah. um, saying, you know, players should be getting more mm. of a cut of this TV. Deal well, they're, the but their feet, are, like, their
0: feet are in the mud. I mean, they don't just don't move quickly enough and they're not going to affect this year, but the big 10 could. And, right. um, and, and, and if the rest of the world is going to start saying, you know, I, I feel bad for JJ McCarthy. You saw a piece that ran that they, uh, the free press uh, ran from Indianapolis with a columnist saying, I'm not voting for JJ McCarthy for the Heisman because how do I know that his performance wasn't tainted because he had the, but now if you're really getting into the nuts and bolts of it, I don't think an offensive player, benefited from this. I think it's much more your defense. If you know the other team's plays, you're not going to know what the other team is going to call on a defensive thing. So I don't think JJ McCarthy benefited at all, but I no. guess he's saying, you know, well, the, they won their games because, you know, they got the ball back to him more often or whatever, but you can see how it's already going to affect individual players. And we're going to see, you know, it's just in time for their toughest game of the year this week. And then two weeks later, they're even tougher game of the year, and the one that they wait for all year long. And if so, they have a
1: coach, or if, they, they can suspend it tomorrow, if, yeah, if he gets suspended tomorrow, they're going to have to go to court because somebody said it's a holiday Friday, so you might the court that might not be dead. open. Yeah. I mean, this thing could you you know yeah. they might have to get somebody on Saturday to do an injunction if they suspend them tomorrow. Hmm. Very yeah, and where do you file that? Do You file that in Chicago near the Big Ten offices, or is that filed in Detroit? I mean, this whole thing is just crazy.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Larry Lage from the AP. Go read a story. And uh, you'll see uh, him breaking it. Thanks for doing that, Larry. Thanks always for talking to us. Appreciate it.
1: All right. Anytime.
0: It's 760 WJR.